tuned in to Made Conference, powered by AdTech. Good morning. This is Kendall Allen of Wit Strategy, and I am at Made, powered by AdTech. I have the pleasure of sitting down with Darren Marble of CrowdfundX to talk about the show and life and times at his firm. Thank Welcome. you so much. It's an honor to be here. I understand it's your first ad tech. It is, and I'm loving it. Oh this is a, It's really a special experience. Um, most of the events I attend are, are in L.A., and so this is something unique. Okay. And uh, you may or may not know it's our 20th anniversary here. Congratulations. I yes. did hear. That's phenomenal. Right. So you are here at kind of a vital crossroads. There is also a bit of a revitalization going on. So mm -hmm. the conference has changed a bit over recent years. Today, this year, here in New York, it's really focused on innovation across these different areas. So you've got a lot of makers and creators and producers in the room across mobile and video and AR and AI and sure. IoT, all that good stuff. Stuff. So you've been here all morning? All morning and just kind of getting my feet wet and trying to meet people and learn about uh, this industry. It's, right. it's awesome. So good good conversations, potential partners or clients of in the course. room for you? I, do, I saw the keynote. It was great and um, hoping to meet all the people that were speaking earlier. Great. So. Yeah, and there are some more good ones coming up this afternoon. Make sure you stay all the way through the day and talk to and listen to Terry and talk to Terry of, uh, of Luma. That's the I plan. Think considering your, your business, I think you'll find that one especially especially interesting. He's I'll kind of a on watcher of the whole ecosystem. Okay. So ecosystems within the ecosystem, why don't we talk about um, your firm and your clients and the sorts of initiatives that you undertake. You were also talking to me about an event. So yes. tell me kind of what the lay of the land is within your uh, firm you focus. You got it. Yeah. So CrowdfundX is a financial marketing firm and we help companies raise money through equity crowdfunding, mm -hmm. um, specifically Regulation A+, which was part of the Jobs Act that was signed into law by President Obama in 2012. And it went into effect um, on June 19th last year, 2015. And this is a securities exemption that allows private companies to raise up to $50 million uh, on an annual basis. And so we do the storytelling, the digital marketing, the media buying Ooh. for companies that are desiring to raise up to 50 million uh, and putting those campaigns together and executing them to help them be successful. Wow, that, that's fascinating. So what kind of talent do you have on your team? Like who, what's your, um, what's your staff look like? You know, it's interesting. Um, we are set up like a traditional agency, a small boutique, uh, traditional agency. So we have a media buying team, video producers, we have social media marketing experts, PR, influencer marketing experts, account managers. Um, and what we've done is we've taken the agency model and we've applied it to securities marketing. Mm -hmm. So if you were to have a billion dollar agency walk into our headquarters, I think they would see that we're set up in a very similar way, just on a smaller scale and oriented around securities marketing. Right. So workflow is somewhat similar. It uh, sounds like all I the practice so. areas have started to evolve along with what's available in the industry as a whole. That's so right. the different uh, methods and techniques. You mentioned influencer marketing. So how does um, how does that group operate? What's a typical engagement when they're supporting one of your? Oh, can we call? Do we call them clients? Your Absolutely. Clients? Okay. So um, it's a great question, and you know, I think the strategy with influencer is when we are helping issuers raise capital. One of the best ways to do that is to have someone that has credibility with an audience mm -hmm. and has a built-in audience deliver that message or propagate that message for the issuer. So as an example, um, one of our clients is an automotive startup called Elio Motors, 
and they are developing a three-wheel, two-seat auto cycle designed to get 84 miles a gallon, and it's going to retail for just $7,300. That is so specific. It's awesome. <laughs> These guys are based in Phoenix, Arizona, and they, yeah, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, we helped them raise $17 million from 6,500 everyday Americans, uh, and part of our strategy was to contact influencers that are automotive influencers and do videos every week about test driving different vehicles. We flew out 15 YouTubers from across the country to LA over a two-day period to have them test drive uh, the Elio P4 prototype, bring their GoPros production gear, uh, interview Paul Elio, the founder and CEO, and then they went back and put that content out on their channels and then linked to the campaign page. And you know, that resulted in several million video impressions uh, and, and a lot of awareness and brand equity created for that brand that had previously struggled to tap into the younger millennial market. Mm -hmm. So we don't do it in every campaign, but for um, B2C companies, for companies with consumer products where we think influencers would have a real interest um, in experiencing that product or service, then we will employ that as a strategy right. in the campaign. Sure, sure. What does your um, crew do? It's, it's funny because influencer marketing itself is really uh, picking up as a practice and as a methodology. And I know a lot of our trades are actually covering it. You know, we've got sure. a lot, of, there are a lot of reporters out there covering it. Um, sounds like your team is really, is really current and really connected. How do they, I, I know it, I, I come from the agency world myself, so I know it's really easy to stay inside a lot right. in the, in the throws and, you know, work late nights and all that stuff. How do they keep up on the pulse, whether it's reading or getting out and about, how, how have they cultivated this roster of influencers? How does you know, it's, look? it's been a slow, arduous process is the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and because we're not a traditional PR company that's been in business for 15 years, a lot of the relationships we build uh, happen in real time. So I would say we've become experts in terms of the process to identify, yeah. contact, and partner with, uh, whether it's social media influencers, YouTubers, Instagrammers, or people in the media, um, mm -hmm. editors, journalists, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, LA Times. And so that's where we've really developed an expertise. And ultimately, we're trying to identify a subset of influencers that we think are going to have the right audience that is able to invest. They're going to be of a certain age, certain socioeconomic background, um, and then at the same time provide that influencer with an experience that is unique to him or her. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it, it is a manual process. Uh, we also do work with different um, platforms and marketplaces that have their own influencer communities. Okay. Most of the time, you know, we're, we're doing this outreach on our own. Uh, and a good outcome would be if we could get, let's say, 10 to 15 influencers to cover a campaign and promote it through their social mm -hmm. media channels. Okay. Taking a step um, outward, how do you guys get your new clients? You know, we're very fortunate. Um, the Elio Motors campaign I mentioned what was really an historic campaign. It became the first crowdfunded IPO in the United States. So Elio Motors raised $17 million. <clears throat> they closed out their Regulation A-plus offering in February this year. And then three weeks later, they listed to the OTCQX market their stock price has almost doubled since then. Wow. And so that campaign was very transformational for the industry and for us. And so we're fortunate where we get about one warm introduction daily from securities attorneys, investment banks, accounting firms, existing clients, high net worth investors. We haven't done a whole lot of marketing on our own uh, because we're one of the few companies that has a big or multiple big references in this space. Oh, may I ask you about your background? What was your path to here? Um, my path to here was failing into this space right, um, really hard. And uh, 
my, my background is enterprise sales. Uh -huh. So what, what's interesting and maybe ironic is I don't have an agency background. Um, in fact, I didn't know I what an agency good. was a, a few years ago. Uh, I don't have a capital markets background either, and yet we're working with and partnering with some of the top uh, investment banks out here in Manhattan that are consciously desiring to have a practice uh, in the equity crowdfunding industry. So really, I was a sales guy that wanted to get into the startup space, own my own business, and we failed into this over six years. We went through two full pivots. Uh, from a social networking site for filmmakers mm -hmm. to a distribution company for filmmakers to a crowdfunding agency and then 80 campaigns later marketing Kickstarter and Indiegogo campaigns got into our first equity crowdfunding campaign with Elio Motors and now 95% of our focus is on marketing very high-end strategic equity crowdfunding That's campaigns. That's so interesting. Wow, that I, your beginnings were so different from where you are now. I, I think it's it's probably- With a very clear model now. I think it's also common. You know, entrepreneurs typically make a lot of mistakes. We certainly made a lot of yeah. uh, first time mistakes and part of our, our, our key to getting to this point was just sheer will and perseverance not to quit. Mm -hmm. um, we had the opportunity uh, a couple times, but it, it really took us many years to find our niche. It was not uh, a, a quick path to get here. It was about a six year, seven year process. Right, right, okay. Now, um, what do the next couple of years look like, do you think? I, I don't know if you could have answered that question in that chronology, sure. you know, two years back and see where you are now, but what do, where do you think the path goes from here? Um, I think there's a couple things that are happening in our industry. One, I see an emergence of what I'll call a hybrid model emerging where, you know, the Elio Motors campaign, by example, was a purely digital marketing campaign. Elio consciously bypassed investment banks, broker dealers. They raised 17 million online from the crowd. Mm -hmm. I think in 2017, you're going to see a number of hybrid deals where uh, the strategy to market the offering is a combination of direct to investor, retail brokerage, and institutional. Uh, and we're in a couple of these early deals right now where we've actually brought in an investment bank that's going to underwrite the offering price the offering so that mm -hmm. it's attractive to institutional investors, but the underpinning of the entire campaign is a direct-to-consumer uh, digital marketing uh, and storytelling effort. So that's one trend is hybrid campaigns. And then I think long-term, I, I predict that you're going to see um, the rise of what I'll call enterprise crowdfunding, meaning Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies are going to start using this, uh, and not necessarily to raise money, because $50 million to BMW or Coca-Cola is a drop in the bucket, but there is a massive brand building opportunity um, for these companies. And so if we look at the issuers today that are having success, these are companies with operating history, with paying customers and passionate fans, and we're continuing to engage in bigger and bigger brands. I think the natural evolution is going to be at the top of the food chain, where you may have a company like BMW consciously decide to spin out a unit for the I-10 and they've got 30 product lines and they raise money from their customers mm -hmm. and fans mm -hmm. and they double I-10 sales in the process. Mm -hmm. So really more of a branding exercise and a marketing exercise more than a financing exercise. So that's where I see okay. this industry that's headed in the next few years. Wow, and it sounds like you have just the team to, to go there. So. I think so. Excellent. Well, before we wrap up, wanted to ask you, what would be a good outcome of today? As far as the networking, spending time, the conversations, what would you love to leave here having accomplished or learned? Or um, my hope is to network with some of the executives at these you know, bigger agencies, mm -hmm. whether it's Omnicom or KBS or, or WPP. Um, 
you know, this is a new industry for us and for me personally, and I'm not an expert. I haven't worked for a billion dollar agency. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm a person who's open to feedback and, and learning from others who have gone down that path. Right. And I think that audience, those types of people are here today mm -hmm. uh, and we're here yesterday. So mm -hmm. that would be a best case scenario. Okay. And just learning, you know, mm -hmm. uh, learning as much as I can from other speakers and keynotes and panels. So it's an honor to be here. Okay. Well, we're so glad you're here. And make sure you spend some time talking to John Durham, too, who's GM of the show. Okay. He is one of the independent agency originals as well. Was he, he the person who was yes, just here? Yes, okay. he was just here. He founded an agency out in San Francisco called Catalyst SF. It's yep. expanded more into consulting, but um, one of the true blue great indies of our industry. So he'll Thanks have some perspective on what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Spend this time with you. And that's a wrap. We'll go to commercial. Thanks. You're tuned in to Made Conference, powered by AdTech.